Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You were saying, David, so your wife is a hot garbage person. And why is that? She is so goddamn weird. And why is that? Her favorite movie is Into the into the Blue. <laughs> it's not her favorite. She just really likes it. <laughs> Fucking stupid ass, terrible ass movie. Into the uh, the one with LL Cool J. Yeah, the fucking worst movie ever about sharks. She just loves sharks, man. And then she Four Brothers, which is a decent movie. Four Brothers is a great movie. And then she, but she, the way she loves it is weird. She loves it like it's like uh, an American classic. Yes. Yeah. She's like, dude, that or Pulp Fiction. She goes, uh, obviously Four Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's ever seen Pulp Fiction. That's why she's an idiot. <laughs> hey, well, hey there, buddy. Hold on one second. Your wife continually sends me pictures of fat babies. <laughs> says this is yours. Um, speaking <laughs> speaking of her love for LL Cool J movies, here's some funny shit. Right, one time years ago, uh, this girl was um, this girl I knew. Something happened with her house, like her house was flooding or some shit like that. And she was like, hey, can I come crash at your place for a couple of days while like, because my shit's all fucked up, right? And I'm long distance with Chia at this point in my life. So I'm like, let me make sure it's cool with my girl, right? I texted Chia. I'm like, hey, babe, this girl I know, her house is like flooding. And she was asking if she could crash with me for a couple of days. So Chia's like, hmm. Okay, ask her what her favorite LL Cool J movie is. Because Chia loves LL Cool J movies. Fucking... Uh, the shark one, any given Sunday. Um, uh, what's that movie with? Um, oh, I forget. L Cool J movies, right? So the girl, I send that to the girl. The girl's like, "Lol, none of them?" Question mark. Uh oh. So I send that to Chia. Chia's like, she just fucked up. I send that to her. I'm like. You just fucked up. She's like, wait, are you serious? Maybe any given Sunday. And then she was like, nope. What a dumb, dumb reason for her to be like, like, so this girl wants to spend the night? Yeah, what's her favorite Ella Cool J movie? You know how odd this is? It's a, it's a gauge of if someone is cool or not, you know, in your eyes. Well, she is very cool because she answered correctly. Well, that's why she was homeless for two nights. 
I should have just said <laughs> any given Sunday. Well, she ended up being like, yeah, no, nah, it's fine, whatever. But, but I hate her. Yeah, and then the, but then the girl didn't, she didn't even end up staying. But That's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah, man. Sometimes you got to just figure out if, if, if these people are your people, you know? She's like, well, what about, well, she basically wants to have sex with me every night. Yeah, but what's her favorite yeah, LL that, Cool J movie? Who cares about that? <laughs> <laughs> Any given Sunday or Deepest Bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. That was his song from the from the movie. I don't know if you remember. She loves that song. I remember she was singing. Deepest Bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest Bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest Bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Cool J looks like a fucking Ninja Turtle. He looks like an actual Ninja Turtle. Yes. I would never say that to his face because I heard he has a hot temper and he's really buff. He does have a, a big head. There's Jamie Foxx stand-up where he's talking about... They actually got into a fist fight on any given Sunday, like a real fight. Did you know that? No. Jamie Foxx tells this story of... Um, oh, I heard a little bit about it. Yeah. But I didn't hear the whole thing. He tells a story like Jamie Foxx is getting in his face for a scene. They're acting. And then... And then, Elo, and then he's telling the story. He's like, he's like, and this motherfucker hit me. And he's like, now look, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I ain't no bitch, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. And then, so apparently, El Cool J gets mad at how Jamie Foxx was like in his face for some scene and punches him. And then like, and then Jamie Foxx is telling some story. I'm just, I would say all this to say when you talked about how big LL Cool J's head is, Jamie Foxx is like, yeah, so, you know, we just didn't talk to each other. I would walk around him. You know, I'd have to. <laughs> He's like, cause that motherfucker has a lobe. That is a lobe. <laughs> like, if anybody out there can get a picture of LL Cool J currently, and then like Photoshop his face green, he looks exactly like a Ninja Turtle. I guarantee you, there's already pictures like that. Okay, because because this is a this is a true statement, you know. Um, did you watch a lot of Ninja Turtles growing up, dude? I loved Ninja Turtles, man. I used, so my cousin who was the favored grandchild, <laughs> got the Ninja Turtle truck, the the van. Ooh! I loved, I also had the van. Well, lucky fucking you. <laughs> I got Donatello, just one Ninja Turtle, the one that nobody likes. Donatello's cool. He had a stick and that's it. He does machines. Oh yeah, he has sex with machines like a freak. <laughs> so this guy, used to, dude, funniest shit ever. Yeah. So when I was a kid, and I used to tell the story all the time, but... My grandmother clearly had favorite kids. Okay. Right? I was not one of them. Mm -hmm. She used to beat me up. Like, she used to fuck me up. Mm -hmm. Like, I owed her money. But then my cousin was her favorite. So she would never hit him. Mm. He, till this day, has never been spanked by her. Oh. At all. So, one time, we were playing with these G.I. Joe toys. Mm -hmm. And I had a tendency to break toys a lot because I would uh, play with them super rough. I would make them do all these crazy stuff. <laughs> You're like fucking Lenny with the rabbits. <laughs> so I would play when I, you know, I was known for breaking toys, but uh -huh. that's only because I was having so much fun. Okay. So one time my cousin was playing, I specifically remember this GI Joe. It was like a villain and he had like this magenta colored bandana on his head okay. and like sand colored fatigues, no shirt on top. Mm, well, yum. he fucking, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking breaks the arm of the GI Joe. Mm. And so my grandma comes out and she sees that the arm is broken. She goes, who did this? Mm. And then she looks at my cousin, Mike, uh -huh. and then Mike just freezes and he goes, points <laughs> at me. Yeah, yeah. My grandma beat my ass. Is her favorite G.I. Joe or what? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, not Le Pepe Le Pepe. <laughs> the French G.I. Joe villain. <laughs> no, did she beat my, and I still, I was like, dog, I can't believe you did that shit to me, dude. Wow. Why the fuck would you do that to me? She used to only beat my ass. You do have a very beatable ass. <laughs> that thing just looks like it needs a fist in it, dog. But okay. <laughs> How did you know my pickup line, dude? <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. That thing needs a fist in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, so my, my brother, too, he was also like the golden child that he never got hit. Mm. One time, this is the only time my grandmother hit him. Mm. This pussy. Fuck it. Gets hit once and he runs away. Mm. He goes, I'm out of here. What? I can't. And he runs away. And he runs to our friend Chung's house. Yeah. And he just hides out there. Well, lo and behold, my grandma has nobody's ass to beat. 
but me. Wow. So she just looks at him, run away. She looks at me, and then she whoops my ass. Well, damn. She used to whoop me up. Why didn't you run? Because I know, bitch, dude. Mm. I take my fucking licks like a real man, dude. Shit. I have very random, you know, memories of getting whooped as a child. Uh, And my dad stopped when I was around six. (gasps) So early. He says one day he was about to hit me for whatever reason and he saw the fucking terror in my eyes and he felt horrible and he was like I'm not doing this anymore so I have very random like memories of like running from my mom like when she's just chasing me with the belt like fucking cornering me behind a door you know what I'm saying like splashes of trauma here and there from getting whooped as a kid but my dad told me he's like yeah man i just one of the one day i I hit i put up my hands to do something and you just had this look like you know like a like a little scared little puppy and he's like ah no more that's crazy like i remember the last time my dad beat my ass i was 32 (laughs) 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 it went on for a while like like I don't know if it's like a weird mixture. So a lot of people ask this question. They go, well, how do you feel about that now as an adult? As an adult, I have a little more empathy now Mm. because my my parents, my dad surprisingly beat my ass a lot less than his dad beat him. Mm. So he already did better than his dad. (laughs) So I can't fault him for that. Also too, like people don't realize like the amount of tools that they had, like immigrant parents had, they're already fucking struggling as it is. Yeah. Trying to fucking put food on this table. I'm a little troublemaker kid. They're working. My dad was going through seminary school at the time too. So he was trying to get his master's in divinity while he was running a full business, opening up a church, Mm. taking care of his parents. And then he just didn't have time for this bullshit. This little annoying ass tubby boy. Yeah, just, (laughs) you could have just said annoying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just so in his mind it's like I just need to make sure he doesn't do shit that kills himself so he ah. whoop my ass to make me stop doing this stuff it's tough man you know now as a, as a parent you know she is I mean Veda's just entered her stage of like having a little attitude throwing little tantrums and we had our first public tantrum the other day and you see little kids little 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 girls and kids and boys throwing tantrums when you don't have a kid and you think and you see, like, the parent just kind of letting them do whatever. And it's like, come on. How are you just going to let your kid wreak havoc like this, right? Until you're there. Because Veda's not even two. You know what I'm saying? And we were at the Grove. And she was having a fit for whatever reason. Because we wouldn't let her get close to the fountain water. Because we didn't want her to fucking fall in that shit. But she didn't understand why, you know? So she's, like, screaming, crying. on the, Like, throws herself on the floor, right? And I'm like... What do I do here? If I pick her up, she's still going to be screaming. And I'm like, I, I don't want to physically do anything. She doesn't understand what's going on, right? She, bar- she can barely say mama. <laughs> so yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah, understand yeah. what's happening. And I'm like, I have no option here but to just kind of like let, let her, her cry run, her ass off. Run its course. I, yeah. And I think what most parents do from what I've seen is that they'll pick up the kid and they'll put him back in the car and wait for them to throw their tantrum and until they're calm. And they try to go ahead and, you know, do something. But they're so young at that point. They just take the tantrum away from other people. Mm, that's, yeah, all that's, all, I mean, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Until they start becoming more cognizant and they understand, like, yeah. there's consequences for things. But, like, from what I've seen from other parents, it's like, you know, you can hit them, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're not, they don't know anything right now. That's what I'm saying. So, like, one of my favorite phrases that my friends used to say, she was like this. She goes, you just wait till you're old enough so you know what an ass whooping is. Because <laughs> <laughs> she would never ever hit the kid yeah. it's like there's no point like, right. the kid's like two years old they don't understand like they're gonna get to know because but the moment you can talk I'm fucking that ass <laughs> 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 guess what she started spanking them at like four <laughs> but she she told me like she would always parent their kids differently there was mm-hmm. like one kid they would understand verbal cues very well mm-hmm. but the other kid was just so ah, ah, ah. yeah but then like you would do the same things couldn't process it she would flick them <laughs> and then they'd be like oh I should stop. It's like, what the fuck? She's like, all my kids are goddamn different. My dad tells me the story of uh, he his his friend way back in the day in his college days, whatever, had a kid just running around, just being annoying, right? This little kid. And he said, he said uh, as soon as the parents were in the room, the little kid was just running around being annoying, and it was just me and my, just my dad and the little kid in the room. My dad's like, I just gave him a little, like, on his, on his head and the kid started crying and ran into the, his parents and my dad was like he hit his head on the table <laughs> but 
But not gonna lie, bro. Like now that we're having, <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> it's a little. Now that my now that we're having another one, um, and you know we've always joked that we're gonna have like four girls, right? But the other day, I was talking to the belly, and I was talking to it like it was a girl, right? And I was like, oh, baby girl, blah blah blah, your sister, blah blah, and I got this. Feeling over my body. <laughs> the baby was like, I ain't no fucking girl. Yeah, pretty much, dog. That's what it felt like because I got this sensation and I was like, this doesn't feel right. This is a boy. I feel that this is a boy. I didn't choose my gender yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you misgendering me up there, dad? The fuck? <laughs> he subliminally was like, hey. I haven't told you my pronoun yet. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yo, this is this is a child with a penis. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, that's crazy. I've never felt that before. And it kind of made me nervous because, like, I've been a girl dad for two years now or almost two years. And I'm like, okay, I know how this works. I like it. You know, I'm having fun. I like being a girl dad. But the thought of, oh, my God, this could be a boy. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get a little different. I know. Because it's like, it's weird because even the smallest shit of like, what am I going to call this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Because with Veda, I'm like, oh, baby, baby girl, little mama, blah, blah, blah. Um... What am I? Hey, little man. Hey, little buddy. Hey, son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the nicknames? Isn't dude? that weird? Hey, dookie dookie. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get some doopy, doopy, doopy names. Hey, little poop. Uh, yeah. Hey, dookie. Come here. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I actually might do that. Hey, <laughs> hey, dookies. Hey, doopy dookies. <laughs> that's cute. I know. That's kind of cute. Doopy right? dookies. Hey, my little dookie doopy diapers. You think you're, what do you think you're going to have when you guys I mean, start? if, if, if Mariel can get pregnant, we don't know. There's always crazy shit that happens. Right. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I honestly just want my kid to have the, literally the, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Wow. That's kind of ableist of you, dog. Yeah, man. If they literally come out with an extra finger, I'm throwing them away. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a 300. <laughs> just over the cliff. <laughs> with the extra fingers, that comes in handy. You mean the nine fingers. That's the one you need to throw away. No. Both, I don't care, freak. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> They're gonna come back with a hump and a shield. <laughs> Mother, you lied to me. <laughs> Raise your shield. <laughs> I'm gonna have the whole conversation. You're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, count to ten. Count to ten on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> <laughs> You can't high five me. You can only high six me. What? <laughs> you stupid idiot. What do you think is something that your parents did and you're like, I'm going to make sure and not do this? <laughs> Hit them. Ah. I'm a, tr I'm, I'm, listen, I don't know. Like, I know every, you know, book or whatever says that you shouldn't chastise your kids with like physical punishment. Mm -hmm. But, I've seen a lot of people who do it, not in the way that my parents did though. Mm. Like, like my grandma specifically fucked me up, right? Mm. And I think because of the way that the parenting style was done because of limited resources and time, I'm not going to be in their same situation. So mm. I should have the time and patience to be able to talk to my kids. Right, right. I didn't have that with my parents until later on, until like I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. which was a whole uphill battle. Uh, that's definitely something that I'm going to try not to do. But because everything was solved through violence in my household, everything I solved through life was with violence. Mm. Every time somebody disrespected me, said something bad, the first thing I would think of, like, how the fuck am, when am I going to punch this dude in the fucking face? Right. And it would happen all the fucking time. Like, I told the story, too, where I remember the first time when I was a kid, uh, there was these, these, these two white boys in the neighborhood. And we used to live in these duplexes out in Sacramento called Tim Woods. And it wasn't a very nice neighborhood. It's like a trap house every fucking corner. Uh -huh. I'm not sure how it is now. But the, there was this, this toy that I had that these kids stole from me. Mm. And I go back home to my dad. I'm crying. And he goes, where's the toy that I bought you today? Mm. And he goes, I was like, these kids took it from me. He goes, okay, then what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> go back. He goes, go back. Go back. And when you get the toy, you can come back in the house. And, oh, he, wow. and he closed the door and he locks it. What? Yeah. I go out. I had to fight these two fucking kids. And I got my shit back. And he came back in. He goes, good. Dinner's ready. What? Yeah. He wouldn't let me come back in the house until I got my shit back. 
And so I, I solved a lot of my problems by not letting people bully. Because my dad knew I, I used to get bullied a lot. Mm. So he was like, look, you got to just fucking stand up for yourself. Yeah. And that would have been great if it was, if it, if if I didn't try to solve all my problems that way, because mm. now it was like, okay, you, you got sus- you got removed from this elementary school, you got you know detention, you got suspended. Now you're here, like you're always in trouble. Yeah. Now all the times, look, I got bullied a lot, so a lot of it was self defense, but it didn't have to be me going somebody going, you what's up, fat boy, and then I fucking throw a rock at their head. <laughs> right, you right, know, it's right. like I would always escalate from zero to a thousand because I didn't want people to bully me. Mm. So it's like. I don't want my kids to think that. I want them to use their words. Mm. I want them to use their fucking head, you know? Well, damn. Are you okay, man? I'm not. <laughs> I'm great now. A lot of therapy, a lot of anger. I've been going to therapy actually. I'm not sure if I even mentioned this. I've been going to therapy for a very fucking long time. Have you? Yeah, because I had a lot of anger issues. Mm. Like uh, specifically it started with uh, anger, anger management and counseling, which right. was like- Mandatory. It was mandatory for me. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to learn how to take therapy because I had to learn how to process everything that was going on with my relationship with my dad and everything else. So it's been like over a decade of me going to therapy, uh, specifically for anger issues and how I deal with my problems. Interesting. Because as a comedian, you deflect it with comedy all the right. time, but you're not really solving your issues. You know what? So I've never been to therapy, but I've always debated. I've always been curious to find out what I would find out. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always joked about certain things about myself that I felt like, oh, okay, maybe this stems from this or this stems from this. I always used to joke about how like, because, uh, you know, when I was ho- when I was in my hoe days, right? And plus, yeah, I mean, I, I was very like all about just, and in my single days in general, I was very like all about just trying to get as many numbers and trying to do, uh, hook up with as many girls as I could or whatever. And um, I was joking around with my homegirl about like, how? You know what? Oh, I didn't play a lot of sports growing up, blah, blah, blah. May- oh, you know what? Obviously, like, now, um, I, I like, to make up for the fact that I wasn't doing a masculine thing as a kid, I, I, I make up for it by getting girls, which is another, like, stereotypically masculine thing. That's why I'm addicted to women. That's why I have a problem, Brie. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait, seriously? I was like, I don't know, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking around. Yeah, dude, she goes, yeah, for real. I was like, that's actually really astute. <laughs> yeah, oh, what, what, what? I was like, I was just playing. <laughs> yeah, but now you're making me think. <laughs> Probably though, huh? I mean, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's that weird stuff when you grow up and you start analyzing your life. Like, I just, I just remember too, because I remember early on in YouTube, I would like tell these stories like on JK News. And then uh, my friends would be like, dude, your people don't believe any of the stories that you're telling me. And I'm like, yeah I get it you know what I mean it's a little odd and times are different now Mm -hmm. like when you grow up and people know too like if you grew up in the 90s and stuff and like you grew up in a bad neighborhood just everybody was trying to punk somebody all Mm. the fucking time and it wasn't through the phone it wasn't through like chat shit it it was like they would I told the story too but I remember I was at AMPM in broad daylight and I was just there's this dude he was that one white dude and a group of black dudes that always, you know, he had to try to be extra and extra, shit. Extra, yeah. As fuck. This will always had cornrows in his hair. Uh-huh. Fucking colonizer. But he, <laughs> I would, I walked in AMPM. This dude came up to me. He fucking told me to empty my pockets. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Like 13 years old. Fucking socks me in my fucking face and jacks me. What? In broad daylight at AMPM. And then the fucking guy at the AMPM just watched it go down. Like, that's that type of shit that you just, you're always on the defense about. So you can't let people punk you all the fucking time. If that would have happened today, the next shark would have posted the video. <laughs> next shark would have posted the security footage. Jackfruit would have posted the security footage. It would have been a whole thing. Oh, <laughs> You would have been a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> a and P and beatdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part too. Like, because we kind of grew up in a, in a different time and a different, obviously this stuff still happens now. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like it was just more glorified back in the day. People didn't say it was stupid or dumb or useless. Oh, right, right. They were just like, yeah, that's just life, you know? Yeah. And it kind of sucked. Like, yeah. it, it really did fucking suck as a kid when I look back at it now because I was such a dweeby, dweeby-ass kid, mm. you know? Like, thick glasses, whatever, whatnot. I love anime or whatever. Mm. But at the same time, because I grew up in a bad area, I couldn't let people just take my shit all the time. Right. It just sucked. So bad. And that's why you try to hang out with people who could quote unquote protect you. But even those people that I would hang out with, they, they weren't my friends. Right. Like they just, they would probably honestly punk me more than these other people would, but it gave me like a sense of protection. 
I was a little boy, as I still am. So I, even if someone was trying to punk me, like I couldn't, you know, fucking swing on somebody. But I remember specifically, I probably told the story. There was a dude that used to take my lemonade every day after PE. Big dude. And he would always, I would buy a lemonade. He would always take it and fucking like either take it or take like big gulps out of it, right? And I was like, I got so annoyed one day. I was like, I know what I'll do. Easy shit. Easy fix too. He took my lemonade. I tried to get it back. He drank it. And I was like, well, guess what? I peed in it. <laughs> and then yeah, and he stopped, it. spit it out, and never did it again. And then he jacked off to it later. He's like, oh, yes. how does he know I love this stuff? Yes, yes. And then we dated. And we were both prom king together. And then you danced to Jeremy Passion's Lemonade. And then, <laughs> and then Jeremy performed it at our wedding, and it was lit. Oh, wow. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so... I remember too, like in high school, uh, or this was actually a fucking junior high, wasn't it? It was junior high. But there would always be like a situation where somebody was trying to punk somebody, right? There was a one guy, his name was, uh, let's not say his name. I think he's in jail right now. <laughs> but we'll tell the story right after this break. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, y'all. It's Tim. And David. And if you want to listen to Dudes Behind the Foods without ads, now you can. Just go to dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's dudesbehindthefoods.supercast.com. Thanks. There's two stories about this. Like I, I, I'm always like that goofy, really, you know, just always goofing and joking around, right? Yeah. But I think the the hard part, like growing up at that time, was that if you showed too much of your teeth and you smiled a little too much, people would take that as a sign of weakness. Okay. And so it was just so always so hard sometimes because like oh this goofy guy, and then it would be somebody taking it a little too far. Mm. No, this wasn't high school. So this was in high school where I um, <laughs> I remember exactly what I was wearing this day too. <laughs> I was wearing baby blue Jordan basketball shorts. Oh, past the fucking knees. Wow. I had this leather bucket hat on, oh. baby blue and white. Oh my. And an extra long white ass tee. This man's a thug. <laughs> no, I just thought I was cool. <laughs> and so I would wear this shit. And then I remember we're, we, so in order for us to get lockers at high school, we had to, uh, you have to get like um, a permission slip before and then after school was over, you had to go to the office and line up and then get assigned a locker. Okay. So at this time, they would only give you half a locker, so you had to share it with a friend. And so there was a girl that I used to go to elementary school with. Her name was Sarah, Mormon girl, very fucking sweet. I was mm -hmm. like, I'll, I was like, Sarah, just be my locker partner because I don't go to school anyways. So mm -hmm. you'll basically just have a locker to yourself. Okay. She goes, cool, sweetest girl ever. I'm sitting there and I, me and this girl, and it's hot as fuck. I remember it was just like 100 degrees. I still got this leather fucking buck, this leather <laughs> hat on, and I'm sweating. I don't give a fuck. I ain't taking that shit off. So I go up and I'm about to turn in my slip and this fucking tall ass Mexican dude walks up. He literally slaps my hand away and he puts his shit in. And he goes, I need to get a locker. Oh my. And the whole school's there. 
And he's trying to punk me in front of the whole school. Now, I'm known as like this goofy laughing dude, whatever, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, because I grew up in such a terrible area, like it just immediately turned my defenses on mm -hmm. real quick. I fucking went up. I grabbed his shit, his paper. I snatched it out of his fucking hand and I tore that shit up, put it on the floor. I was like, you got to get your shit tomorrow mm. like that. And then everybody, because they know me as like this goofy, goofy guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's crazy how like in high school when shit goes down, people cre can create a perfect circle. Yes, dog. The perfect circle formed around With no us. no phones back then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, Just to watch. Perfect. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. David Soul's about to fight. Yeah, and they all right. join hands. <laughs> fight, 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 <laughs> fight, club, fight, club. And I remember this point too. And, and it's funny because she mentioned, you know, she messaged me on Facebook a while ago about this because she remembered the story. But I just looked at this guy and I just said to him, I was like, Put your fucking hands on me and see what happens. Mm. And then I just stared at him and I just was like, my fists were fucking balled up. And this guy stared at me. I was like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. That's all I kept on saying. It was like, we're like an inch from about to kiss each other. Yeah, yeah. And then literally I'm about to swing on this fool. And I just feel this sweet little Mormon hand. Aww. And then she grabs my hand. She goes, David, please don't. Aww. And then fucking, I felt so guilty. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because I'm about to, and this guy just like, fuck you, whatever. And he just walks off. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that moment because afterwards, one of the homegirls came up. She goes, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. This was crazy. But like that was like the shit that would happen all the time. Somebody would always try to punk you 24-7. It was exhausting, man. Well, that was the love of Jesus Christ working through that girl. I know. She's so sweet and she has these cute little babies and everything now. Aww. But I just remember her all and she was like. I think I felt bad because I think she was disappointed in me. Oh, that's so the that, worst. That just made me feel terrible. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this shit. Oh, speaking of like that specific phrase, I low-key like, this is so funny. I was talking to Chia about like, you know, not uh, hitting Veda, right? And we're talking about how we're going to discipline her. And I was like, here, I already got this. I'm already, I've already been practicing this, babe. You know what, Veda? I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> I've been practicing that. <laughs> I can just picture you in the mirror in the bathroom. It's yeah, like this, like with a stuffed animal. <laughs> you know what, baby girl? Just look, I know, I know you're going through something and I'm I'm not angry. I love you. I'm just I just she oh. peeps her head through the corner. <laughs> She's cracking up. <laughs> you pop just, I just I thought me and your mom raised you better than that. We're just I'm just really disappointed. And then she goes, she feels so much guilt and that just mm, does more than any fist. She's like, I wish you would have just punched me. Yes. <laughs> Please just punch me in my teeth. <laughs> Instead, you punch me in my heart. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think my parents have ever said that to me. No? They just wailed on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. You've never disappointed your parents. Oh, I definitely have. <laughs> I've had so much. My dad once. The one time I've been able to avoid an ass whooping was when <laughs> I got this bright idea that I was going to stuff a phone book in my pants. Okay. So when he whooped me, it wouldn't hurt. But obviously, I got this boxy ass. <laughs> so clearly, there's a book in there. And so my dad's about to whoop me, and he looks at my ass, and he starts busting up laughing. Hilarious. And he's like in tears laughing. Yeah. And then I could just hear him in Korean calling me retarded. <laughs> and my mom comes out. She looks at it. She starts dying laughing, too, and I didn't get my ass beat. What? Oh, look at you. They were calling me retarded, so it hurt my feelings. <laughs> the first time you realized that comedy could save you from getting your ass beat. And then after that, I was like, I'm a stand-up comic. <laughs> and I showed up on stage with a phone book strapped to my ass and like, nobody laughed. Like Asian carrot top. It's a fucking prop comic. I remember, dog, one time speaking of McDonald's, I, uh, I've always been like a really bad liar, okay? And so I only wanted this toy, this Happy Meal toy. And um, I kept telling my dad, like to go to McDonald's so I could get this toy and I didn't want to fucking eat the burger. I just wanted the fries, you know? But, you know, of course, we're Asian. It's all like you can't waste food. That's a big thing. Don't waste food, right? So I got my toy. I was happy. I ate my fries but there's this fucking burger I did not want. So I, <laughs> I took the burger, went into the bathroom, flushed it down the toilet, waited for like five minutes, pretend like I, I pooped and I walked out of the bathroom and I was like, Mm. <laughs> I was probably like five, dog. And my dad's like, he looks at me, he's like, you just flushed it down the toilet? And I went, <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm sorry. 
my dad hated lying as a kid. Like our, I had such a fear of lying. This is the one thing that low-key fucked me up, especially going on YouTube. Like, so when I was a kid, I, my dad hated lying, any type of lie, white lies, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Because yeah. like, in his mind is like, listen, at the end of the day, People can get mad at you. You could say whatever you want, but you'll always know that you always told the truth. Okay. So that's the that's the way that you should live. Problem with that is that sometimes white lies are very necessary. I think so. It just makes things a lot more sociable. So I only learned how to white lie when I met Mariel. Because huh? she, she was just like, do you, you, do you have to say everything like that? Interesting. You know? And yeah. I'm like, and I would tell her like, no, this is like how I live. Mm. Which is why even on YouTube, I got in a lot of trouble. So I would get fucked up on YouTube, specifically JK News, because mm. I... Sacramento is a very small town. Mm -hmm. And so I would say people's names. And then uh, that's why now when I tell stories, I change up so many details. Yeah, same. But it would fuck me up because I'm so used to like not lying about even the smallest things that when I would tell these stories, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm trying to make up small stuff on the spot. I, <laughs> but it's a true story, but I just don't know what parts to fix. Yeah. Because I'm not used to this fucking shit. <laughs> so like, I remember I would just get so nervous on JK News because I'm like, okay, I want to tell the story, but how do I change the shit up? Yeah. The name, the girl, the place. Yeah. And it took practice over years because <laughs> I, I had to practice how to fucking lie. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so- I remember I told this, I forgot which story it was. It was like a few, but then like the details kept changing. Yeah. But it was essentially the same heart of the story. Yeah. And it used to bother me. And I'm like, God, this is, it's true, but it's not true. But okay. now I've gotten used to it. So now every story that I tell, a majority of the details are, are fucked up where it can't get back to that person. Look, for me, dog, being somebody who had a lot of homegirls growing up, who was always trying to like flirt with girls and talk to girls, I know how to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make shit sound sweet, boy. Mary will be like, she'll look at me, talk to somebody, and I'm trying to like, not like I'm trying to lie, and she could just see like my face explode. She's like, you know what? Here's the thing: I'm I'm bad at lying to people I care about. I can't I can't lie to my parents. Oh, I'm probably better at it now, but I can't lie to like Chia. Chia knows when I'm. She's like, I'm just I'm a terrible liar with her. You know what I'm saying? And um, but when it comes to people I don't give a fuck about, oh. Y'all don't know shit that's going on with me. <laughs> I, that's how it is with me too. That's why when people, when I meet them in person, it's always like the most upfront shit. And then, then Mario's like, you know, you could just ease it up a little bit. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, David. So. I don't. But sometimes when I don't like somebody, I can't pretend like I like them. <sighs> you don't have to pretend that you like them. You just got to be nice. I know. That's why I just walk away now. Like in mid-sentence. That's they not talk. nice either. Yes, it is. Watch, no. say, I don't like you, and then say something. Okay. I love you, David, so. All right. I love you. Nope. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> why is he walking away from me? No, I can't do it. I, I, I can't do this. That's why I don't go to mixers. Um, yeah, we've talked about this. I, uh, But they're so fun, dog. It's free alcohol. Yeah, but that's it's fun if I know somebody there. Yeah. Right? Because then we could... We could kind of play a game together. <laughs> but if I'm there by myself, it's so fucking hard. And I, I stopped doing this thing now where I used to always do this. And I only stopped this recently only because it was for my entertainment. Somebody comes up. They go, dude, oh, what's up, bro? I'm a big fan. I love your stuff. I was like, what's the last time? What's the last thing you watched? <laughs> what's the point of that, David? And, so? they go, and they go, uh, uh, I was like, you don't know who I am, do you? And they go, no, I don't. I was like, then why'd you do that? <laughs> don't do that. Here's how I look at it. If I'm at a mixer and somebody approaches me and says they love my stuff, it means they have money for me. <laughs> it means they want to put me in something. I don't care if they know me because someone else said, hey, that kid is doing shit. Or if they said, hey, that kid has followers. If I'm at a mixer, a fucking business mixer, and someone comes up to me and they're like going out of their way to make conversation, I'm like, there's money here. See, that's why you are successful and I'm not. <laughs> I do things because I want to make that person feel as uncomfortable as possible. And it always does. And it makes me laugh on the inside so now, bad. Mind you, I love making people feel uncomfortable. But if there's money there, I'm going to get the money. See, that's why you're so smart. I just, I literally just did that like a few months ago and it made me die laughing just because I've never seen somebody stutter so much in their life. <laughs> you don't have to do that, guy. You could just say, you could just say you saw me in something and that's it. Like I said, man, you got to treat these things. I treat all those mixers 
like I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I treat it like this is me clocking in at CPK and my fucking manager wants to tell me I I did a good job talking to that table. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, fine. I'm that person. Here I am. I'm coming in. Hey, man. Timothy Delgado. Hey, what's up, dude? Nice uh, to oh, meet you. Oh, dude, bro, let me tell you something. When you are on whose line is it anyways, you fucking killed it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I'm actually, it's a, it's, it's similar. It's similar. It's wild and out. It's like a, it's a ah, different version yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. That one, that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I, I heard you, uh, you sing. Something right? like that. I do a little rapping. Yeah, something oh, like that. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look, look. There's, there's something that I want to put you in. Okay. Right? But. You're gonna have to pull your eyes back and tape them back and be a little more, you know. Ah, ching chong, ching chong. Okay. I want that. I, I need that from you, but the bag is pretty big. Like I said, you're really good on whose line, so mm. let's do this. Okay, here's what you should know. I'm gonna need a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then I will be down to do whatever, <laughs> whatever. You're you my type want. of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what. See that you're very good at doing this. Oh, okay, I got it. Oh, good, but it's this. Yeah, no, oh. okay. Well, to clarify here, I, I would not do the eyes. No, 100% you would do that. You <laughs> would not do that. But but everything you were doing that was wrong, you know, I treat it like a, it's like an improv game. You yes and. Oh. Yes and. Ah, okay, yeah, yes. Okay, it's, yeah, but it's actually this. You know what I'm saying? I just, you you got to keep that bridge unburnt, I feel. Mm-hmm. Unless they say something fucked up, I like to keep the relationship alive. For example, por ejemplo. Uh, I, uh, now this doesn't have anything to do with anybody uh, faking it or being two-faced, but, um, you know, I always talk about how I like to just, uh, you know, I, I try to be nice yes. because you never know when someone might have something that you might want to do in the future with them. Right. Remember when we filmed a send foods at Smorgiborgi, Smorgasburg yes, in LA yes, and yes. we talked to the Michelada man. Yes. Um, and that dude was super cool. Yes. Very and, cool. uh, we, I think we got some Micheladas from him. I, Probably probably put something on Instagram and and then you know they we showcase this shit on Send Foods and uh, so coming up, um, Goody has a collaboration with Howlin' Rays right and we're throwing like a party for Howlin' Rays people and for our friends. You won't be able to be there, but uh, we're having a fun party, bro. And and Rick and Benji put me in charge of getting alcohol and randomly I texted Michelada man. I was like, Hey dog, do y'all do like private events? He was like. We sure do. I'm like, we would love your Michelada truck at the goodie shit, right? And he's not even going to charge me. He's like, got you. And I'm like, I'm glad I was nice to him. <laughs> and fucking put his shit on Instagram. Because imagine if I was like, all right, bro, if you want me to like put you on Instagram, you go, what if I like big time in Hollywooded him? You know what I'm saying? And now it paid off in the oh, yeah, future. But see, we would never do that. No, we wouldn't. Stuff. We really wouldn't. We would never do that. This is actually just kind of, it had, it just didn't really relate to much of what we were talking about. Yeah, but I'll tell you this though, man. <laughs> it's important that you treat people nicely. I just, I want people to be genuine and honest. I get that. I just miss those days when people would just, be honest with their shit. But then once again, like we're we're in a very different industry. Exactly. So it's just different. We're not in that we're not in the industry of a genuine and honest. Well we'll talk about this when we get back this <laughs> from this back to the break. in the industry of pretend. Okay, well, you do the thing now and I'm going to take what you've taught me and I'll do it. <laughs> Watch, I'll do it. Here we go. All I'm right. talking. Okay. Hey! Hey, I know you. You're, you're that funny guy. You don't fucking know me at all. Tell me what you know me from. Okay, let's do that again. Let Ten times evasion, guys. Okay. I'm going to find your wife and I'm going to fuck her <laughs> in front of you. Do you understand? <laughs> and then your children will look just like me and you have to live with the fact that my kids are me. Here we go. This guy's hilarious. <laughs> Let's get him a deal. Let's try that again, David. Okay. Hey, 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 I know, I know you from somewhere. Hey, uh, how's it going? You're you're that you're that funny guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? How you doing? You 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 you're that fu- you you're that guy that uh You're that guy you're you do like uh you rap. Thank you. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what Biddy's doing, but it's great. Thank you so much. 
Maybe you have heard of me. I am the third fang bro. <laughs> oh, that's why you're all biting it with your fangs. That's funny, dude. Yes. This guy's hilarious. I almost died. <laughs> that is very, very hard. I've actually seen him do this in person live, and it's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> it's actually pretty fucking amazing, like how quick it is. Well, thanks, man. Um, like I said, bro. And it's a genuine side of him. He's actually a very, very nice guy. Yeah. I just, um, I just see dollar signs. That's it. <sighs> I see confrontation and I run towards it. <laughs> That's the thing, right? And I feel like I've said this before. before. You just got to remember, who gives a shit about these people? You only want their money. <sighs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start doing Jason Chen comedy videos. <laughs> No, please. You mean you guys are doing other people's yeah. comedy videos? I'm going to cover music and then cover comedy. <laughs> Just kidding, Jason. Oh, Jason, we love you. We love oh, you. I always have to make fun of you, you fucking idiot. He's <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid, cross-eyed idiot. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love him so much, I love dude. him. I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> what happened to the runs? What happened to your R&B group? Uh, one, one of them moved to the Bay Area, and then the other one started doing comedy videos. <laughs> I started stealing people's comedy videos. And so we just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that guy's so funny. I, um, you know, but you know, of course everybody, you know, everybody has their limits. If, if I ever feel disrespected, then I, I can't, um, put on like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's definitely at, at schmoozy events. Um, I'm there for a specific reason. Do, do people are so? Have, has Barton Joe ever told you about their uh, CA? I think it was. No, I don't know. Actually, I don't know the fucking company. What? Huh? Let's just say I don't know the company's name. Okay. Let's call it. I don't know. BAA Entertainment's Deluxe. Okay. Right? ED. Yeah, because I don't want to tarnish anybody's name. Who I don't even fucking know. Yeah. But either way, they walked into a company, an entertainment company, and um, this is not representation of what the company is, but it's the people that were working there at the time, mm. and agents they come in and out all the time. Yeah. So when they first came to LA and, you know, well, not when the first came, when they were first coming up in LA and everybody was like booming, like especially with the YouTube content, yeah. you know, people were asked, they got a manager and the manager introduced them to Entertainment Deluxe and Entertainment Deluxe was there. There was a room full of agents to sit down and they go, oh, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. And they go, so, oh, as of right now, we have this YouTube channel with like, you know, whatever, two million, whatever, a million subscribers. Like there's like eight people, seven that stood up and just got up. Didn't even say a word. What? Yeah. Why? most disrespectful shit. They're just like, all right. And they just, seven of them, like seven out of eight of them got up and they walked away. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, just like that. Because they didn't want to fucking represent YouTubers. Mm. And the funny thing is, is, like those same people, guess whose door they're fucking knocking on now? Oh, yeah. You know? This is what they're saying, like this whole, this the city sometimes, not this city, the, the entertainment part of the city is very weird. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to navigate. I mean, that is definitely something that would uh, rub me the wrong way. Um, but then I feel like you got to focus on the people that stayed in the room. I know. That one person. Yeah. <sighs> See? Positive, man. I just think when that happens, it goes, I'm going to prove every one of you fucking losers wrong. And then when you're poor and you're sitting there at my feet, I'm going to crush your tiny little fingers as they are fucking touching concrete. And I just go step on every single one of them. That works too. Whatever works for you, man, to keep it going. <sighs> Yes. I'm going to be the biggest movie star. Put me in Shang-Chi 2. And I'm going to do all the stunts. <laughs> but I'm going to be really fat, though. That'd be cool. Oh, no. we should write you a little kung fu movie. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. Hmm. Just for the fact that if I do martial arts in it, it would, be, it would look funny. Yeah, it'd be so funny. Okay. <laughs> Everybody was so, when I reviewed Shang-Chi, they're like, you're so mad because they didn't cast you as Shang-Chi. And I'm like, okay, why the fuck? Why the fuck would I ever be casted as Shang-Chi? That shit would have been fucking hilarious. Especially the part where he takes off his shirt. Shang-Chi cheese. <laughs> hey, you're looking good, dude. <laughs> You're looking over. good. And they're just like, this is the scene that they're supposed to get the women all hot. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> There's a demo out there for you, dog. Oh, there is, but that's not what Hollywood's looking for. Yeah, yeah. I oh, put on the sweater. It's cold. <laughs> Look, man, you gotta 
concentrate on the one that stayed in the room, you know? know. Even when, like, it's the same perspective of, like, whenever. This is backwards? Yes, Okay, let's go. That's kind of cool. Oh, remember they were putting out hoodies like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm hip. <laughs> um, whenever people would hit me up asking for advice on like, I just found out my boyfriend of eight months, um, you know, had cheated on me or has been doing whatever. Like, what do I do? Right. I'm like, or they're like, how do I get over this? I'm, I'm sad. What, what can I do? I'm like. You should fucking thank God that he removed this person from your life. You should be happy. Have you ever been cheated on? I've only been in like two relationships. So no, not really. I mean, my, I had. Oh, one, you've only been in two like serious relationships? Yeah. Like, and if you don't count Tina Park when I was 14, then I've been in one for four years, my ex, and I've been with Chia. Other than that, I've just been like casually kind of dating, smashing, flirting, chilling. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was with my ex for like four years, though. Oh, you're a long hauler. Yeah, apparently. I didn't know I was, but it just kind of happened, you know? Damn, four years is a very long time. How did you adjust after that? I fucking hold out for a year and some change. Like, literally, like, I'm... Surprised I didn't catch a disease because uh, I was fucking everything. And then um, with Chia, um, I just kind of like, you know, because I knew that I knew how to commit. I just needed to find someone who I thought was worth it. And um, and Chia was worth it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave this podcast because that was super sweet. <laughs> Stupid idiots. Uh, dudes behind the foods. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. Don't want any good. He wanted all the things. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yo, it's the dudes behind the food. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.